Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is is Portsmouth. A commanding victory at Lurdley Lane sees Pompey women progress to the next stage of the FA Women's National League Cup. Goodness gracious me, out of absolutely nowhere, out of absolutely nothing, it's an absolute worldie, it's an absolute screamer, struck to perfection through the laces and Pompey make it four before half time. Summer signing Sophie Quirk rounded off a 4-1 victory over the Corley Wasps on Sunday afternoon last week, but she wasn't the only new signing to make an impression, with Leanne Bell also impressing on her first start for the Blues. We'll hear the post-match thoughts of her between now and seven. For me personally, it was great to, be, uh, to get a start, get 18 minutes under my belt, um, but with the team as well behind me, we smashed it and like we worked hard and I couldn't ask for any, any, any more really. We'll also hear from coach Jay Sadler as well. Always felt we were in control of the game, so yeah, really happy with the, the overall result and, and the performance. As well as reviewing the events of last Sunday's Cup successful for women, we'll also be hearing from assistant boss Kim Stenning, who took charge of yesterday's league win over Billericay. I think our build-up play that we've worked on through the week was spot on, our third man runs, everything that we asked of the team, and they've done it in this performance, and we were awarded with the five goals and the three points. And of course, it's not just for Pompey women who we'll be talking about tonight, but the men as well, of course. Unfortunately, their first league defeat at the weekend away at Ipswich Town. Match day number 10 saw them defeat by three goals to do very late on in that second half and between now and seven we'll hear the thoughts of Blues head coach Danny Cowley. Disappointed to lose for sure. I thought it was a competitive game probably two teams maybe over competing. We've got it all on another jam-packed football fix here on Express FM live right here on the only radio station proud to be passionately Pompey. Welcome along to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The warmest of welcomes to this, the latest instalment of the Footblower, which is brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the South Coast and through Hampshire without a fuss. Simply head to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Well, I can only apologise for how long you've been waiting for your uh, football fix here on Express FM. The Football Hour have been off the airways for just over a week now. Of course, last Monday I was at Wembley uh, to watch the, uh, the England men uh, take on Germany in a thrilling three-all draw in the Nations League, uh, despite already being relegated from Group A of the competition. And of course, with the lack of Pompey fixtures happening during the international break, it just felt right to have a bit of a night off. And then, on Friday, a last-minute cancellation of the show... Uh, but for, for better circumstances, I'm very pleased to announce that uh, my daughter, Gracie, she was born uh, nice and healthy at 3pm on Friday afternoon. So that show was cancelled, uh, but we're all good to go now. We are back here on the Football Hour to talk all things Pompey 
over the course of the next 60 minutes or so. Unfortunately, however, we've got to talk about a defeat of men's first of the new league season. It took them 10 games to be defeated uh, away at Ipswich Town, league leaders Ipswich, that is. Uh, but we do continue and uh, we've got all of that to talk about between now and 7 o'clock. We'll hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley as well. But as we were supposed to do on Friday, we're going to also highlight the Pompey women. They had a fantastic victory over the Crawley Wasps last Sunday. That was at Fleetland's Lurley Lane and it was uh, brought to you here on Express FM, sponsored by Aquacars, on a special edition of Pompey Live. Robbie James was presenting here in the studio and myself and Henry D can have the commentary of that one here on Express FM. So, without any further ado, let's hear the highlights of that game at Lurley Lane last Sunday. Pompey looks set to get us underway here at Lurdley Lane. Hi, I'm a fleet. This is the FA Women's National League Cup here on 93.7 Express FM. It's a Pompey Live special. Pompey women against Corley Was, and we are underway here. Five minutes in, Pompey nil, Corley nil. Quirk being the first substitution for the host here at Lurdley Lane, home of Fleetlands. FA Women's National League with Pompey playing. That's the third tier of English women's football below the Super League Step 1 Championship Step 2. As Pompey have an effort on goal inside the penalty here and it finds its way into the back of the net. Pompey take the lead in this Women's National League Cup tie. It's Anisha Hill who gets us off and running. Free kick goes in towards the back post, headed on and headed in, and that is the second. And this was the way for Corley Walsh. As soon as Pompey got one, they could get another. And it is Jazz Younger with the strike, headed in, back where it came from. Free kick floats in from the right side towards the back stick and then headed into the top right-hand corner. Pompey have a 2-0 lead here and it's beginning to look quite comfortable for the Blues. The referee's seen something and he stopped the game with the ball in play for all his players and it looks like it's going to be a drop ball. But having said that, Henry, uh, Jay Sudler, the Pompey boss, was actually furious because it was Sophie Quirk who has the ball now. <laughs> has made it 3-0 to Pompey, as we speak. With a great ball into the box from um, from Dan Rowe on that right-hand side, and Sophie Quirk was there. With an almost open goal to make it Pompey 3, Crawley 0. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious me! Out of absolutely nowhere, out of absolutely nothing, it's an absolute worldie, it's an absolute screamer, struck to perfection through the laces, and Pompey make it 4 before half-time. Half-time here at Fleetland's Lurdley Lane, it is Portsmouth 4, Corley Ross 0. Well, this is a little bit of quality, that's a fantastic bit of quality from Dana Chong on her right foot from about 25 yards out. The cleanest and clearest of strikes who gets the better of Hannah Horton in the Pompey goal. And is that the goal that just gives the Wasps a bit of a spark? But Pompey now looking for a fifth. Ball goes across the area looking to find Annie Rolfe, but it's cleared away by Corley before finding her. McDonald's corner goes in, right-footed in swing, and it's headed just over the bar. Now probably Pompey's best chance to finish the game with five. And that is that, and Pompey women progress through with a professional, proficient and efficient performance to get the better of Corley Wasps. Awesome, awesome in the first half. Four goals before the break, before Crawley came back into the second half, got a goal back and a good goal as well, taken well by Dana Joggers. Another brilliant strike in the first half. Substitute Sophie Quirk, who came on for pretty much the first minute following a Injury to Mia Adaway. Pompey are through to the next round of the FA Women's National League Cup. 
The highlights, various Jay Sadler's side sealed their place in the next round of the FA Women's National League Cup. After the game, I caught up with one of Jay's many new signings from the summer. Leanne Bell offered her thoughts to Express FM following her first start for the Blues. Leanne Bell with us after the 4-1 victory for the Pompey women this afternoon then in the FA Women's National League Cup. Leanne, uh, commanding first half performance through to the next stage of the competition. Must be a good atmosphere within the dressing room at the moment. Yeah, no, it's an amazing atmosphere. We're buzzing to get the win, especially after last week. Um, we were gutted, but back to winning ways. And it was just amazing to get a good 80 yeah. minutes or so under my belt as well, which was nice. Your first start for the club since signing uh, recently as well. How did that feel to get your first start? And, and not only your first start, but also quite a, a decent performance as well. Yeah. Not just from yourself, but the entire team. No, the whole team performance was uh, fantastic. I mean, for me personally, it was great to, be, uh, to get a start, get 80 minutes under my belt. Um, but with the team as well behind me, we, we, we smashed it. And like we worked hard. And I couldn't ask for any, any, any more, really. Of course, what can you take from this game now heading into the, the upcoming league matches? We've got, of course, cut competition today through to the next round. It's a great carrot going into the, the further stages of competition. But how can you use this as momentum, as leverage going into the upcoming league matches we've got to try and climb the table a bit more? Well, obviously, it's good to get a win. It's positive to go into the next game with a win behind us. But I think, especially from the first half, seeing how hard we pressed, how um, well we worked together, um, we know what we've got to do now going into the next game and we've just got to take that what we've done in the first half and do the same in the second half because I feel like we could have pressed a bit more in that second half and get even more goals. How difficult was it to adapt, of course? Usually at home, Wesley Park, the 3G pitch, you come here to Fleetlands on the turf. Was it difficult to adapt to that or are we kind of used to that anyway? Uh, I think, obviously, it's like it's a bit, <laughs> a bit different playing on our, our pitch at home, um, but we've got to make do with what we've got and we adapted well and I think we, we still succeeded and got what we want out of the game. Leanne, thank you very much thank for your you time. Much. Great performance. Thank you. Woo! And it wasn't just uh, Leanne Bell who joined us for our post-match debrief last Sunday. Head coach Jay Sadler also came over to our makeshift commentary booth to provide his analysis of his side's 4-1 victory over Crawley. Yeah, definitely. We were really impressed with our first half performance, especially. I think we, we asked them to bring the intensity, something we lacked last Sunday. I felt we had that in abundance on the front foot with our press. Um, we were intelligent, um, using the runs in behind and Four really well, well taken goals. All different goals um, put us in good stead. And then second half, it's we're just asking the question to the girls of is it complacency? Um, what is it? We, we've kept the ball well in spells, not really tested the goalkeeper. They've had more one moment, scored it, and and then obviously it's going to ask questions of us. But always felt we were in control of the game. So yeah, really happy with the the overall result and and the performance. And a few challenges uh, throughout the entirety of the game today. A few injuries uh, throughout minute one to ninety, in particular in that first half, very early on. Mia Adaway coming off and Sophie Quirk coming on. A luxury to have the quality of players you've got on the bench to use at your disposal. But having to get through these challenges and, and still get the victory over the line, I'm sure a lot of hard work done in preparation for this game, but throughout the entire game as well, with the injuries and with the setback, of course, in the second half with the goal, but Crawley scored wasn't easy throughout, was it, despite what might look like on the scoreline? Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're really grateful to Fleetlands for hosting us on Wednesday nights. We were able to get down here and we were able to train on the pitch and get used to it. Obviously, being different surroundings to, to what we're used to at Haven't. But yeah, we made six changes today. We, we've utilised the squad well. Um, gutted for, for, for Mia in that first, what was it, minute, two minutes. She's hyperextended her knee, so we're sending her down to the doctors now and, and hopefully get a scan on that. Didn't want to use Quirky too too early in the game, um, tapering down some of the minutes. Obviously, the pinch, really strong, um, very experienced, and we've used it when we needed it, obviously bringing Soph back off when, when, when we put her back on and, and she knows that. But, yeah, I think we've used the whole squad really well, really happy with players that were coming in. Izzy Collins, Anisha Hill, 
Uh, May Goulden, these are players that haven't had minutes in a long, long time. So for them to come in and, and bring the intensity, bring the quality, see this game up 4-1, we're really happy with it, into the next round. And, and now our focus has got to be on Billericke, who's obviously going to be a real tough physical battle um, next Sunday. You mentioned that you came here and trained on Wednesday night on the pitch. How difficult was it to adapt to the fact that usually home matches at Wesley Park on the 3G turf, was it difficult to try and adapt to the pitch or, or was it something that your players were able to just really take a their stride and actually maybe used to their advantage at some points today. Yeah, well, we're blessed with a real special group. Uh, last year, that challenge, they would have struggled with it. Uh, mentally, I think they've, they've seen this challenge and gone, OK, we can play our football on this pitch and we've got to be brave. And we asked them to be ball brave today. And I think they were the way we, we utilised that football in the first half, able to, to exploit half spaces, um, getting Anisha and Ava into really good pockets. Second half, we've kept the ball well. We are able to play. Um, it was all about details and decisions. And I felt at the right moments, we had, we had both. And again, one thing I, I can't I can't fault is the girls' desire, even the girls that have come in, the girls that come off the bench. So it just proves that we've got a fantastic squad. Um, yes, we've utilised probably about 50 to 60% over the last couple of games, but those that weren't involved have been involved in all the match prep and everything. So we're a tight-knit group. You could see that in the way we wanted to perform today. So, yeah, we're really happy with the, the win. And just finally, Jay, I won't keep you too much longer. I know you're going to want to speak to your team more in the change room after this game. But in regards to Leanne Bell, we just heard from her and her post-match thoughts for quality and the experience she can bring to your side. What can she bring to your side, in your opinion? heading into what will be a very tough and gruelling uh, fixture schedule coming up in the league? Yeah, I think the number one thing Leanne Bell brings is just her, her character. Um, such an infectious person. Fantastic. Brings the energy, brings the vibes to, to the group. Um, but obviously, he's coming back from a really nasty injury and a, and a long layout. So we've had to manage her accordingly. Wanted to try and get her up to the 90 minutes today, but we, we didn't want to risk it on the pitch and etc. But you can see what she brings. She likes to drop in. She can turn in behind. She's good 1v1 with a duel. She's good in the air. And she nearly had a goal with her left foot in the first half. We, th we thought she was going to get that. But no, she brings loads of quality, this team, to a team that's already full of quality, especially in them areas. Quirky, Scott, you saw abundance of quality. We've got an abundance of talent and we need to utilise it. And I'm just really happy we're able to, to get through it today, minus Mira Adaway. We're able to get it through unscathed and, and, and with the win. The clean sheet's something that we've, we're obviously holding the girls to and we want better, um, but we're always looking for better. Um, but some moments, like I said to the girls, you just got to enjoy these. We enjoy it, and now we look forward to who we get in the next round. A huge thank you to everybody involved in making that work last Sunday, a day we will all thoroughly enjoyed here on Express with thanks going to all involved at Pompey Women, including Eric Colborne, Jay Sadler and Max Swatton in particular, as well as the guys at Fleetlands for a very warm welcome and superb hospitality to accommodate us throughout the day. We sincerely hope for more days like that covering the Pompey Women in the future. Well, since that cup victory over Crawley, the Pompey women have been in action again. Yesterday afternoon, they took on Billericay Town as league action returned to Wesley Park. And the girls recorded an emphatic 5-0 victory under the stewardship of assistant boss Kim Stedding in the absence of Jay Sadler, who was too busy running the London Marathon. Kim spoke to Max Swatton following the conclusion of yesterday's win. Kim, five goals, three points, a clean sheet. How pleased are you with that performance and result? Uh, yeah, really pleased. I mean, it's the first time I've been manager here, so that was exciting for itself. And then scoring five goals for the whole game it was something that we've been working on, especially that second half. I think we were really ruthless um, in front of goal. I think our build-up play that we've worked on through the week was spot on. Our third man runs, everything that we asked of the team, and they and they done it in this performance. And we were awarded with the five goals and the three points. So yeah, it was really good, really good game. You alluded to it there. Jay Sadler was absent today running the London Marathon. Best wishes to him. I think he's just finished. But what does it say about the, the staff and the players being able to put on performances and get a result like that in his absence? 
Yeah, it is really big. I think Jay's been working really hard on his background staff and we've now got a really good team that work together. Um, and it just showed today that even if he isn't here, we can still work hard and, and get the points. And that's something we've been working with the players as well, was being consistent within training and then having that consistency and working with it within match day. And it's, it's starting to come off and we're starting to see those pictures. Something else you mentioned in that first answer, the second half performances. They, in recent weeks, they may have not been up to the standards as hoped, but we turned it right around today. What have you been working on to sort of turn this around, and how impressive is that, the, the, the second half performance that you saw today? Yeah, we, we've been looking at different things that we can do and, and make sure that the players are really refocused again after that half and having those different activities to get them ready for that second half and making sure that first 15 is, is really key to our performance and making sure that we're aggressive when we come out and can we be on top. And I think that showed today scoring a goal quite early and it really settled us and calmed us for the, the remaining of the, the other half. So, yeah, really pleased. What's the mood like amongst the squad after that one? <laughs> no, really happy. I mean, people, players stayed longer than they normally do, so I think they seemed really relaxed, really happy and ready to go into the next game at Bridgewater. The post-match thoughts of assistant boss Kim Stelling for the Pompey women then after Sunday's, that's yesterday's, 5-0 league victory over Billericay Town at Haven to Waterlooville's Wesley Park. So that's it for the Pompey women on this evening's show. Big thank you once again to all involved with the club for allowing us to commentate on last Sunday's uh, 4-1 victory over Crawley Wasps in the FA Women's National League Cup. And congratulations to the side for their incredible win over Billericay Town yesterday afternoon. OK, coming up after the break, I'll be introducing my two guests for tonight's conversation, both Ryan Honey and Reese Harding, patiently waiting in the wings to talk about uh, the men's unfortunate 3-2 defeat to the Ipswich Town on Saturday afternoon, as well as to look ahead to tomorrow night's EFL Trophy match against the Aston Villa under-21s. We'll also hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. I was pleased with the effort and the attitude, the spirit of the group. I thought, you know, this is a, a tough place to come. They're a very, very good team. They've got outstanding players. You only have to look at their bench to see the, the, the strength that they have as a squad. And they're, and they're very well coached, so credit where it's due. We'd love you back home to get in touch with the show as well between now and 7 o'clock. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'll bring Ryan and Reese into the conversation very shortly, as well as read out your messages from back home too. And we'll also hear that Danny Cowley interview in full when the Football Hour returns next. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back along to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach across the South. So, so far on the show this evening, we've heard a roundup of the uh, last week for the Pompey women, including a 4-1 victory over the Crawley Wasps last Sunday in the FA Women's National League Cup and a 5-0 victory over Billericay Town in league action yesterday afternoon. We've discussed all of that. We've heard from Jay Sadler, Leanne Bell and Kim Sterling too. But now it's time to move on to talk about the Pompey men who travel 
travelled to Portman Road on Saturday afternoon. Match day number 10 in Skybet League One of this new season. Nine games unbeaten in the league heading into that game. Andy Moon and Guy Whittacombe have a commentary. Everything we do is passionately pompy. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scores! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth and their chain strip, which is all black with gold and black sleeves. They will go from right to left in this first half. Ipswich, blue shirts, white shorts, blue socks. From left to right, they will go as we are sat at the back of the West Stand. Burns at the far post, danger, and it's blocked well by Robertson. Ipswich corner, picked up, cries of shoot for Leith Davis, still danger. Ipswich in the area, pull it back across, blocked to wide, and Poppy dodge a bullet corner. To the near post, and Poppy don't win it, they should have done, and it's going to be put behind, it should be put behind, it's loose, and Chaplin's hit the post, and it's cleared away, and Poppy is sloppy at the back, and they get away with it again. Morrison closes the door, chance deflection, and onto the roof of the net. And it's still nil-nil, and Pompey are fortunate again. Morel fighting hard in midfield. It pulls Kylie for Chaplin, and Harness is strong goal. Harness is charged, and Harness scores. Comes back to Horn Portsmouth. Connor Chaplin plays Marcus Harness through. And with 25 minutes on the clock, it's Ipswich 1, Portsmouth nil. He didn't look like missing. Forward, and Scarlett could be in charge for Pompey. Scarlett goes down, and it's going to be a penalty kick. Walton has brought Sloppy at the back. So Bishop, there's a crowd of boos. Colby Bishop from the penalty spot to try and draw Portsmouth level just past the half-hour mark here. It's a short run-up for Bishop. He's waiting, now he can take it. He steps up and scores underneath the goalkeeper. Walton or Beale, he should have got something on it, but he didn't. And Colby Bishop cups his ear to the Sir Bobby Robson stand and draws Portsmouth level it to one Portsmouth one. Chips in looking for Chaplin, that's skillful. And Chaplin works it to Burns. Burns into the penalty area against Raggett. Shot at Griffiths, which is blocked, and Raggett puts it behind for an Ipswich corner. Davis in behind Dale. Danger here. Ball to Ladapo, and he scores. Ipswich have found the lead. The left foot of Freddie Ladapo converting the cross of Lee Davis. 16 minutes to go. It is Ipswich Town 2, Portland 1. Oh, that's clumsy. And Portland have got another penalty kick for a foul on Rona Curtis. He's just flown into him, and Pompey have a penalty and another chance to draw level. Ipswich 2, Portsmouth 1, Colby Bishop waits for the referee's whistle. Whistle goes, Colby Bishop steps up and scores, and Portsmouth a level. Bishop this time sends Walton the wrong way. Two penalties for Colby Bishop, two equalisers, Ipswich 2, Portsmouth 2. Here's Edwards to break into the penalty area. He's going around the outside of Ogilvy, who gets back with a covering challenge and the ball's in the net. And Wes Burns has he scored for Ipswich. Seconds after Pompey get a leveller. Ogilvy's challenge, saw the ball spin up in the air. It looked like it was going to go behind, it didn't. And Wes Burns nods in his second of the season. And it's Ipswich 3, Portsmouth 2. Ipswich supporters are saying, why the whistle not gone? season comes to an end in their 10th game they have gone down 
3-2 against an Ipswich Town side who look very much like promotion contenders. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Elsewhere on Saturday, Accrington Stanley 3, Morecambe 1, Bolton 2, Lincoln City 0, Burton Albion 3, Forest Green Rovers 2, Cambridge United 0, Derby 2, Charlton 1, Oxford 1, Cheltenham Town 2, Shrewsbury Town 0, Exeter 2, Bristol Rovers 2, Fleetwood 0, Barnsley 1, MK Dons 2, Peterborough United 3, Port Vale 0, Sheffield Wednesday 1, and if you've not seen that Sheffield Wednesday goal, I do advise you go and look it up on YouTube now. An absolute cracker. Wickham nil, Plymouth Argyle 1. Leaving the table looking a bit like this. Pompey dropped down to fourth after their first league defeat of the new season. However, on 21 points after 10 games played, top of the table, Plymouth Argyle on 25 points. Ipswich in second on 24. And Sheffield Wednesday in third on 23. So Pompey, a game in hand. Essentially, uh, if you speak hypothetically, they win that, they can go up to second. So no need to worry just yet. Although fourth, not a bad position to be in at the stage of the campaign. Either, of course. Barnsley 5th and Bolton in 6th. Bottom 4 looks like this. Morecambe in 24th. Burton Albion 23rd. Forest Green Rovers 22nd and Bristol Rovers in 21st position. Okay, they've waited a very long time to be introduced but I'm very, very pleased to welcome onto the show uh, my good friends and colleagues. Uh, Ryan Honey, first of all pleasure to have you back on the show my friend. Thanks Jake, it's great to be back in the studio mate. It is, it's been a very long time coming. 3-2 um, defeat to Ipswich on Saturday. Ryan, one of the rare occasions, unfortunately, I wasn't there, but you was. Tell us all about it. Was it was it deserved? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so, Jake. Ipswich were organised, structured well, and they took their chances when when they had them. Harness, Ladapo, and maybe a little bit fortunate to to score the way the, the way they did, the winner. But um, you know, a very tough place to go, Portman Road, and we, we were uh, we were struggling from the off really. The way we were set up probably wasn't as positive as we could have been. Maybe matched them uh, for the first time this season in terms of formation because they, they were all over us from the get-go. And it seemed to be one of those days at the office where we weren't going to have much of the ball and we needed to take our chances when we got them. And mm. fortunately for us, we had two penalties. It dragged us back into the game. But then you've, on the flip side, it wasn't, it wasn't enough in the end. So... We just have to pick ourselves up and go again. Yeah, And likewise, joining us on the airwaves to discuss that game and look ahead to the next couple as well. Reese Harding uh, calling in from back home. Reese, pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you very much for calling in. Hello, nice to be back. Uh, congratulations on your good news. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been, a, it's been a busy, tiring weekend, but we're back. I'll bet it has been. <laughs> um, I did try and catch the game uh, on, on Saturday, Reese, on iFollow. Saw some of it. Um, but Pompey defeated to Ipswich and as Ryan mentioned they're a very tough place to go 10 games in you defeated to second place in the table one of the strongest sides in the division so far it's not making excuses is it but to be defeated by a narrow goal um, you know, a, a quite a fluky goal for being honest as well albeit perhaps not even deserving the win but if, if you're going to lose a game at some stage of the season it's not the worst game to lose I don't want to sound like Kenny Jackett but it's not really is it, Rhys? <laughs> yeah I mean Coming out of that stadium, although it was gutting the fact that our unbeaten run had come to an end and the fact that we conceded so quickly after our second goal went in, it was it, it was it was it was not nice, but it was just the fact that we lost to Ipswich and not a team that we perhaps should have beaten at you know at the lower end of the table. You can take a bit of you can take a bit from that. You know, we 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 done well against Sheffield Wednesday to come back um, and and get a point from and Plymouth and teams like that 
um, the Ipswich, you knew it was always going to be a tough game playing away there. Um, and as mentioned, it, it, it was just one of them games that from the get-go, you know, them first 10 minutes, were, we was really under the cosh. And uh, and I feel like actually to lose our, you know, to end our unbeaten run there, it, you could you could see it happening because yeah. Ipswich are a very decent side. That, um, that Marcus Harness fella, Ryan, <laughs> looks pretty decent, doesn't he? Um, you could see it coming. Marcus Harness lining up for Ipswich, Connor Chaplin as well. A very good game. Um, you could see him uh, applauding for Pompey fans at the end of that match as well. Two very good players on their day. We know that um, you know very well. Uh, and, and essentially really proved to be the difference in what is a, a very strong Ipswich team from back to front, really. But in terms of going forward, Marcus Harness, Connor Chaplin, Wes Burns, you know, just free of some an, an incredible pool of talent. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one to take. You don't want to lose any games, do you? But do you, is, it, is it one of those situations where, yes, we're going to discuss where Pompey could have done better, but also we've got to sit here and just essentially applaud what is a probably a slightly better side on the, on the day at least yeah you look at their attacking options and Harness added in the summer obviously we know a lot about him Chaplin too and Wes Burns you chuck him into the mix um, they're three players that complement each other so well in the way that um, Ipswich play and it, and it, and it proved on, on, on Saturday um, they were always involved in the game they, they, they were very very alert alive and when they're on the ball, they were very, very positive. And, you know, against Ogilvy out of position, Robertson out of position, I think it showed they were getting balls into the box and it was always it was always going to be uh, causing problems for us. And, and, and unfortunately, uh, as we saw with the third goal, it was a cross into the box mm. and, and it's holding in their winner. Yeah. And in terms of Pompey's play on Saturday, Reese. Um, it, it took two penalties for the Blues to get back into the game, recovering from uh, a goal deficit on two separate occasions, from being a goal down uh, to levelling it at one all, to being 2-1 down, to bring it back to 2 all. But, of course, that sucker punch um, just just moments later, uh, after that second equaliser, the, the very, very fortunate goal, I think you could say that, um, even without the blue tinted glasses on. But it took two penalties to get through Ipswich, both um, executed very well by Colby Bishop, who adds another two goals to his um, tally this season but who was your stand-up performer for Pompey on Saturday uh, Reese? because I know a lot were a lot of plaudits were going towards Ronan Curtis off the bench Josh Caroma with another start who were you mainly focused on from that game? Um, yeah them two yeah Ronan Curtis did come on and he, he was decent um, uh, I think do you know what I think a player like Ogilvy's always solid although he played on the on the right, didn't he? Um, and I think that it's really hard. It's really hard to pick out a, a, an individual player because I don't think there is there is many standout performances, so to speak. Mm. But I don't think anyone really put too. There weren't really many, you know, mistakes. Yeah. Or like, you know, was, there was no player out there that I could say, yeah, they they had a shocker out there today. Mm. Um, really um i just think it was a combination of the fact that we we had to you know it's which was sort of i guess not forcing us to play a certain way but you you, you, you sort of you're the ones on the back foot almost as soon as you get there you're the away team and it's hard to um unless a player is going to turn up and you know have a, a star performance then 
I think the whole team was really. I don't think there was anyone that really properly stood out to me. But yeah. like you say, Colby Bishop for two penalties. You know, he could have very easily not scored one of the penalties or whatever, and it could have been different. But no, there were two very well converted penalties. It's just a shame that we couldn't score from open play because actually, you know, we didn't we didn't have that many chances in the game. Um, but at least you know we we put away the two two chances that we yeah. did have with the penalties but yeah, I, I, you know Colby Bishop did well to convert but yeah I don't think personally there was really any player that actually stood out to me um, yeah Great composure from Colby Bishop, as, as, as Reese mentioned him there, Ryan, to to bring the game level on, on two different occasions. Perhaps not his greatest games in terms of creating opportunities, not just Colby Bishop, but I guess the rest of the players around him, two goals from a penalty spot. But when you're under that much pressure at Portman Road, a sellout crowd, not just in the away end, but the home stands as well. Um, not quite sure what the atmosphere was like. I've heard a few bad things about the atmosphere on Saturday in, in regards to the home fans. It's usually a decent atmosphere as far as I'm aware. But when you're under that much pressure to equalise, not just once, but on, on two occasions, you, you need uh, you need a level head, you need that composure. And, and Colby Bishop certainly brings that. Well, he's a striker that we've been calling out for yeah. since uh, maybe Brett Pittman left. And, uh, you know, th- those are two pressure penalties. You know, we haven't been... The, the best in it on the day and and we need to be you know pulled off our pulled off our um, our haunches and, and and back into the game and you know Portman Road like I said is a really tough place to go and to equalize twice through Colby Bishop's penalties you know it, it showed great re- resilience and determination as Cowley's alluded to in the past um, on multiple occasions and Bishop's a player that, you know, from Accrington, he probably didn't have that, that pressure on him to really succeed. And, he, and he's come to, to Pompey and, and got off to a flying start. I mean, not many players can, can really say that, apart from, you know, I'm alluding back to Brett Pittman. But Colby Bishop, you know, he had high expectation with a hefty price tag. And I think, I think people are really starting to see why exactly Cowley wanted him. Yeah, And speaking of Danny Cowley, we're going to hear from the Blues gaffer now. He spoke to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle on Saturday afternoon at Portman Road and he was first asked for his assessment of the game in general. Well, I think we were disappointed to lose for sure. I thought it was a competitive game, probably two teams, maybe over-competing. There wasn't much rhythm. It's difficult to get the ball on the pitch, particularly second half. Um, so the game didn't have, for either teams, didn't really have too, too, much, uh, too much rhythm. Uh, I felt that at 1-1 we were the better team and then we concede, it's, it's a good goal from them, so credit credit where it's due. Um, and then another good response from us, we, we never know when we're beaten, get back in it at 2-2. And yeah, the third one's a hard one to take because he's, um, yeah, he, um, he's flicked up off of Connor's, Connor's shin, I think, and it's um, yeah ended up in, a, in, in the back of our goal. And, we have to feel the pain this evening, which is disappointing. I was pleased with the, the effort and the attitude, um, the, the spirit of the group. I thought, you know, this is a, a tough place to come. They're a very, very good team. They've got outstanding players. You only have to look at their bench to see the, the, the strength that they have as a squad. And they're, and they're very well coached. So um, credit where it's due. Um, I thought we were, like I said, um, very good in terms of attitude and work ethic. Um, I think we can play with, 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 with more rhythm and a bit more control. And I think we can execute technically better than we did. Um, but we, um, 
yeah, we've dusted ourselves down. We've had a, had a good start to the season, first 10 games. Um, it's important now that, that we, we keep this, this disappointment, disappointment and frustration close and use it to drive us for the next 10 games. As you said, they're really unbeaten until the start of October. Where do you go now? What do you, how do you come back from this? Well, we, um, we dust ourselves off. Um, I think for us it's always to keep the pain close. It's a disappointing dressing room. Um, we have a game Tuesday, which will be great for us, one that we're looking forward to. Um, it'll give the, the, some of the younger players in the academy and, and our squad players uh, an opportunity to, to get minutes at Fratton Park, which is important. And then we're, we're, we'll be preparing for, for, for Fleetwood uh, next Saturday at Fratton. So um, lots, to, lots to look forward to, lots to be excited about. Um, yeah, we'll be disappointed this evening for sure, but we'll, uh, we're, we're, we'll come back stronger. Is that the most important thing, looking forward, instead of sort of dwelling on this? I think for us, we are, we don't like losing. We're not used to losing. Um, I don't mind the players keeping the, the, the disappointment and the frustration close. I think it should fuel us this week, uh, fuel the fuel our work on the training pitch, um, and that will that will help our preparation for, for the Aston Villa game and and also the Fleetwood game. Back to today's game. What were you thinking behind the substitutions in the second half? I think for us, it's, it's always the way that we play. We want to play a high-energy game. I thought we pressed it really well first half. I thought I think we had five really good turnovers from from, from the high-press moment. Um, and of course, if you play that way, you expend a lot of energy. And when you do, you have to then then freshen the team up. Um, Joe Morell has, um, has, has has had an illness. Um, so he did well to start, really, and, and got through 60 minutes worth of work. But he was he was suffering, um, and and yeah, at the top end of the pitch, it's, it's always the the idea to, um, to 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 bring bring fresh fresh energy on. And just a word on the 1900 Pompey fans who you asked in the week to to bring the noise and drive the intensity. How well did they do that today? Yeah, I thought they were fantastic. I mean, it was a it was a great advert for 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 English football, wasn't it? You know, you're in League One. I don't know, maybe thirty thousand people here today in the in the third tier of English of, of, of football. Where where else in the world do you do you see um, uh, a level three game with, with, with that is so well supported? So um, credit, I think, to both supporters. Ours, I thought, were yeah, brilliant as always. I mean, you know, maybe maybe twenty eight thousand Ipswich supporters, maybe. Just short of 2,000 Portsmouth supporters, but, but you wouldn't have known it. And that's, um, I think that says that says everything about our our football club and our city. What's your message to the fans now after a disappointing result as we look to move forward? Yeah, always, always together. And of course, we um, we have to we have to suffer tonight. We'll all feel the pain. Um, but I think that they, you know, they would have watched the team that, that fought really hard for the for, for the badge. I think they would have seen a team that gave that gave everything. And the Portsmouth people are, are good people. They, they they understand. They they just want to see the boys uh, run for them. And and I think they, uh, they they would have seen that this afternoon. The post-match thoughts there of uh, Danny Cowley, who despite defeat to Ipswich on Saturday, uh, remaining relatively upbeat for the season forthcoming. OK, in the third and final part of the show, I'll bring Ryan and Reese back into the conversation. We'll be previewing tomorrow night's EFL Trophy tie against the Aston Villa under-21. And the final part of tonight's show, after this. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. 
Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Football Hour for the final time this evening as we embark on the conclusion of our preview of Pompey's EFL Trophy tie against the Aston Villa under-21s. But that's not what we're really here for, is it? We're here to divulge into Saturday's 3-2 defeat to Ipswich Town. And we'll also talk about the appointment of Richard Hughes as Director of Football uh, at Portsmouth Football Club last week uh, following his arrival from Forest Green Rovers. Stagecoach South are the proud sponsors of the show this season. And you can download their new and improved app right now simply by visiting either the Apple app or Google Play Store. Once downloaded, you can locate your nearest bus stop and even prepay for your journey too with Ports of Day Riders priced at just £4.50. Okay, uh, a few text tweets and emails to get through. Unfortunately, we've had to wait this long to get through to them. I do apologise. We've had plenty on the show uh, since 6 o'clock. Richie B on Twitter. Morel had a good game in the midfield given how outnumbered we are. Dale and Karoma need to stop giving the ball away, according to Richie on Twitter. Rory Jones, Morrison is a decent player, but his positioning for a couple of goals this season and decision-making have been very questionable. Uh, thank you, Rory, for getting in touch. Linda Mail on the emails. We all knew our unbeaten run had to come to an end at some point, but I think we can see how much improvement we have made in this team from last season. On Saturday, I think last season we would have buckled under the pressure in the first half and ended up with a heavy defeat anyway. We'd have had a good second half, but, uh, sorry, we did have a good second half this time around and we could have come away with a draw. But we lost to a top team and we need to do what Ipswich done after their defeat to Plymouth, bounce back and win our next league match. Play up Pompey, Linda Mail on the emails. And Reese, that is a very, very good point. Um, Ipswich, of course, defeated themselves last Sunday to Plymouth 2-1 at Home Park. Um, very late on in that game as well. What did they do? They, they bounced back against a very a, another good team in Pompey. They got the victory. And I was talking to Ryan off air. We were going to lose at some point. You throw it back to this time last season. Pompey had beaten Sunderland 4-0 at Fratton Park, albeit due to the adverse weather conditions, according to their crying fans, but they still got promoted. So it's not a result that's going to define our campaign, but it is a result that you can sort of take really some learning from recent. And in my opinion, I think Danny Cowley and his team have got the character to actually use that to advantage and, and build upon it for the next league game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, like you say, Ipswich are in the exact same position as us. Um, it was their first league loss last week. Um, and like you say, they came back against us, uh, a decent side. Um, and, you know, they bounced back. And I think we've got uh, opportunity now against, you know, obviously we've got the midweek game, but we've also got what, Fleetwood at home this weekend. That's a very, very mm. winnable game. Um, I know, obviously, last season Fleetwood at home was a was an interesting one. Um, but it... It's just now time to, you know, start another unbeaten run because we've got a, we've got a, a few decent fixtures coming up um, where we can string together some wins. Obviously, there's Charlton away in there. And I think I'd say our next quite big game um, is Derby in November, I think mm, it is. Yeah. Um, and so if we can build up some wins and some momentum, then we can go into these games uh, against the top half of the table uh, against other teams at the top half of the table with some confidence. I'm not saying our confidence is knocked after that, but no. it's the way you react to these things that really shows your 
your character. Absolutely. And uh, in regards to Pompey's form so far this season, anyway, Ryan, uh, 10 games in, just under a quarter of the way through the campaign, 46 in total, 36 remaining, um, one defeat, nine unbeaten. And for a side looking to finish in the top two, you're looking at three, four, maybe five defeats throughout the entire campaign, a side that's probably going to win the league. Um, so if, you, if you're looking at one defeat per quarter of a season, I know I'm speaking hypothetically, and I know, you know, maths isn't necessarily the way you look at things, but I'm trying to think on a positive spectrum. If you're going to lose one game every quarter, four defeats throughout the entire campaign, if you're going to lose to t- sides like Ipswich or Sheffield Wednesday or a Derby or, or teams like that, you're going to do pretty well. Uh, and on in the grand scheme of things, hopefully we can use that defeat on Saturday to our advantage and, and, and use it as, as that sort of kick up the backside that perhaps we needed. We're not, maybe we aren't the best team in this league. Maybe we needed that, that defeat to, to show us that and, and roar us on to the next game. Well, Jake, I don't want to jump the gun, but yes, it is title winning form at the yeah, start of the season. Um, but no, like you say, we have to use it as fuel. Uh, Cowley's alluded to it many times, use it as fuel and, and go on and try and get back on track. We've had it before, uh, Pompey, where we've gone on these, these good runs and then a loss has sent us on a bad run of form. Um, this year feels different. It feels as though the squad know what they're here to achieve and it knows what they're, they're capable of achieving as well. And I think that's very important. I mean, the likes of Dale, Bishop, um, Curtis, they all they all look on form. Uh, Scarlett, another one. I was, yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, I think we've got um, we, we've got a question for you from Twitter. Oh, really? Joshua Dingley. Ah. Uh, says, a big Spurs fan, always been excited of the prospect of Dane Scarlett. What do you think of his start to the Pompey season? You mentioned him there. I think he's had a fantastic start to the season. Well, I don't think anyone really anticipated the start that he would have had to his Pompey career. He's 18 years old and, you know, you look at him on the pitch and he's got such a mature head Mm. on such young shoulders. And you can see why Jose Mourinho has called him a diamond in the past because I really do feel as though this lad's going to go on to uh, great things. He's uh, he's come into a very, very tough um, Pompey side that, you know, striving for promotion let's say and, and and he's taken it with open arms he's taken the opportunity and he's and he's forced Joe Piggott out of the side um, which many probably didn't expect him yeah. to do and you know he looks he looks a real player so I'm really excited for him and the team OK the Aston Villa under 21's Pompey's next opponent in the EFL Trophy we take a closer look at the side from tomorrow Following the Blues' first league defeat of the campaign at Ipswich on Saturday, attention now turns to the Papa John's Trophy and it's the Aston Villa under-21s who make the trip down to Fratton Park. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Pompey opened the group stage of this season's competition with a 2 all draw with Crawley on August 30th, picking up a point on their travels but losing the bonus point following an unsuccessful penalty shootout. Here's a closer look into the side who compete in Premier League 2 the academy equivalent of England's top flight of football. Manager. The young villains are managed by 46-year-old Tony Cass, the Northumberland-born coach who represented the likes of Darlington, Oldham Athletic and Huddersfield Town across a 12-year midfield career, took charge of the Villa under-21s in June of this year, departing his role as head of coaching with the Blackburn Rovers Academy. Cast retired from playing in 2006 after three years with Huddersfield and immediately took up a coaching role with the club, spending 11 seasons at the helm of their under-18 side before having a short stint as head of coaching in 2017 before moving to Ewood Park. One to watch. 
midfielder Taylor J. Hart is our one to watch this time around. The 18-year-old has featured in four of Villa's five Premier League 2 fixtures so far this season and played the full 90 minutes against Wimbledon in the opening group stage fixture of this year's trophy, scoring his side's only goal of the game. 57 is the shirt number that Jay Hart is expecting to wear this week. Top scorer. Wide midfielder Declan Thrift is currently the Villa under-21's leading scorer in Premier League 2, with four goals alongside his name. The 20-year-old, who was born in May 2002, left the Chelsea youth setup last August, having made just a handful of appearances, signing a pro deal with Aston Villa and becoming an important member of their under 21 side. Thrift has made an appearance in this competition before, lining up for Chelsea against Exeter City a few seasons back, however was an unused substitute in Villa's only previous game of the competition this season. If he does feature at PO4, he will likely be wearing his usual squad number 67. Current form. After one game in the Papa John's Trophy this season, the Aston Villa under-21 sit bottom of the group with zero points, having been defeated by two goals to one at Plough Lane by Wimbledon at the end of August. If the Blues beat them this week, they will be unable to progress even if they beat Crawley in their third and final outing. In the Premier League 2, Villa occupies 7th place in Group 2 after 5 matches played. Two sides gain promotion to Group 1 each season, with the winner of the division going up automatically and sides place 2nd to 4th, competing in a playoff. Tony Carr's side have accumulated 5 points so far, having picked up 1 win, 2 draws and 3 defeats. Both of those stalemates have ended three apiece. Across all competitions, the Villa under-21s are winless in five. Last tasting victory on August 15th, a 4-0 league win away at Sunderland. Their previous game ended in a heavy 6-2 defeat at home to local rivals West Robert Chalbion, with the aforementioned Declan Frith on the score sheet and Philip Marshall receiving a straight red card in first half injury time. So can the Blues return to winning ways and keep their trophy progression hopes alive? Or will the Aston Villa under-21s end their unwanted winless streak? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. There you are then, I'll be back on Pompey Live tomorrow evening for the Blues. Papa John's Trophy tie with the Aston Villa uh, under-21s at Fratton Park. Very, very quickly, a score prediction please uh, from Ryan Honey. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Pompey win tomorrow. 2-0 Pompey win. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you very much for your contribution tonight, Reese Harding. Score prediction, please. I'll go with a 3-0. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey fell to their first league defeat of the season away at Ipswich Town. And Portsmouth's unbeaten start to the League One season comes to an end in their 10th game. Next up, the Blues face Aston Villa under-21s in the EFL Trophy. Join us for all of the unmissable action Tuesday evening from 7. It's Pompey versus Aston Villa under-21s and it's right here on Pompey Live. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Pompey Live back on your airwaves tomorrow night from 7 o'clock. Myself and Robbie James with all of the action from Fratton Park as the Blues return to Papa John's Trophy action. The two-all draw with Crawley Town, of course, the first game in that competition at the end of August. And chance now to really stake the claim in the Papa John's Trophy and a step closer to the knockout stages of the competition. The Aston Villa under-21s at PO4 tomorrow evening. OK, coming up here on Express FM 
throughout the course of the rest of the evening. Uh, Jeff and Ada back after the 7 o'clock news with the Soft Rock Show. And then after that, we've got the 80 Show with Kevin Stokes from 9 through until 11. Tomorrow morning, of course, Ian James on breakfast from 6.30. Paul Marsh here from 10 through till 1. The victory years between 2 and 4. The local music show with Mason Jordan from 6 through till 7. And then, of course, Pompey Live returning from 7. Kickoff at Fratton Park is 7.45. Like I say, Pompey versus the Aston Villa under 21. Thank you very much for having me back. I'll be back on Friday night to preview Pompey's Frasson Park return in league action at least. Fleetwood Town for visitors on Saturday. Have a very good evening. Have a great week. Take care. Stay safe and play at Pompey. Good night.